You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. everybody welcome into another exciting episode of the filthy fantasy football show safe space for all you foul mouth fantasy players out there we're a man short we're about 350 pounds lighter but it's your boys king josh josh the king and the fantasy fish how's it going we keep getting sick man but you know at least there's always two you know what they say around this time of the year it's the cold herpes and flu season so uh rome rome's been affected yeah yeah as our friend from high school jay would say Gonorrhea syphilis. Yeah, it's gonorrhea, it herpes, syphilis, and AIDS all at once. Or, or last year, our ever famous the COVID herpes. Yeah, COVID herpes was is a good one. I don't my favorite. I don't know if Rome has COVID herpes, but you know, I don't think so. But hopefully not. He probably has HPV because a lot of people have HPV. Yeah, it's like seventy percent of people or something. I just made that number up, but I know it's a lot. <laughs> it is high. So. <laughs> So uh, uh, um, I've decided I don't like fantasy football that much anymore. It hurts my feelings. I haven't. I didn't have a very good you week. Love fantasy football. It just sometimes I love, is rough, dude. Like I love podcasting. You know, if you if you wait, you know that's true. If you wait like six more weeks, you could be like undefeated on all those leagues and be like, hey man, this is great. You know, could be some injuries on some top teams. Like you can never really count yourself out. That's true. I've football. I've gone I've gone like one and three, oh and four in leagues and have turned around and turned it around like, you know, got far in the playoffs or even won leagues. Yeah, so, it's tough, but it's it's possible. So you can feel the despair like me, but just hang in there. It's not over. There's still a lot of football to go. Plus it's it's a week to week game. Unfortunately, I just didn't have a good week. I had the Chargers defense, man. They got their tits ripped off by Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, I had the Steelers defense and it was just as bad. Yeah, they got their tits ripped off too. <laughs> it's it is week to week, like you said. You just gotta come back out and try it again. It was a weird week this week too. Well, you know, once we start talking about some players that had good weeks, you kind of see like not all the top guys were having top weeks. Yeah, Mac Hollins, but like a five year practice squad guy, was like the wide receiver two on the week. Yeah, so. Khalil Herbert was the running back one. I mean, yeah. so. It's, it's fantasy. DeAndre, that's what it does. We, uh, uh, this, this guy, Tim, friend of the show, Tim, he made it at the point where he said, Jamal Williams, the backup running back for the Detroit Lions, is the running back six on the season. So fantasy football is a weird place. But uh, let's talk about some news. A lot of injuries Certainly. and stuff like that. So uh, Trent Williams, left tackle for the San Francisco 49ers. It, uh, hurt his ankle and could be out four to six weeks. So that's just a big blow just in, ter- in terms of, uh, you know, losing your blindside tackle, especially because San Francisco looked horrible. I was, too bad Rome's sick, so he, I could hear his sadness in his voice and just how bad San yeah, Francisco Yeah, I want to hear was. him defend himself. It was atrocious. But, I mean, losing your blindside offensive tackle is never a good thing, especially because, you know, the, the running game looked okay. Jeff Wilson had a decent game, but. Yeah, it looked okay, but, you know, it everything kind of fell apart for them when he left. Not that they had much going for him, but it, it got visibly worse just by him missing part of the game. 
Yeah. Uh, keep an eye on Tua Tagovailoa. They're claiming it's a back or an ankle injury, but goddamn, did you see that when he got up all like limped leg, looked like a UFC fighter? Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I could see it being like a back thing where it, like you know like hits your nerve, so you just have no feeling in your leg. But it, it did. It looked like he has bell rung. Yeah, well, you know, you got you got you got his head knocked off, and then he fell hard into the ground and had his head bounce off it like a fucking basketball. But hey, sure, we'll go with back or ankle injury. So just keep an eye on that. Um, Hopefully, he can play because they actually have a pretty plus matchup this week against uh, Cincinnati. So you know, tough sledding for Miami though. Like, I mean, they got the W, but I was really hoping for more uh, for like more fun scoring. Yeah, I was too. But if you look at it, the two defenses, those are two really strong defenses. And it was really, I mean, they there was a lot of scoring in the game still for a football game. But it was a defensive game mm-hmm. for those two offenses. And neither one scored over 30 points. That's, you know, it's pretty telling for those defenses. You know, if you can hold Josh Allen to less than like four touchdowns and 400 yards, that's a defensive victory right there. Because. God damn, he's a talented quarterback. Although he still actually had a decent fantasy day, but but you're right. So uh bad news for the Chargers. I mean, this isn't like super fantasy relevant, but wide receiver Jalen Guyton tore his ACL. He's gonna be out the rest of the year. But this is bigger news. Left uh Pro Bowl left tackle Ray Sean Slater tore his biceps tendon and he'll probably be out the rest of the yeah. year. Another blindside blocker. Yeah. But on the bright side, Justin Herbert. Didn't really uh, suffer any setbacks with the rib injury. And Keenan Allen uh, is expected to, you know, practice this week. So keep an eye on that. That offense could really use uh, anything. A Keenan Allen? Yeah, like like a Pro Bowl wide receiver in Keenan Allen. Uh, Dalvin Cook, running back from Minnesota Vikings, dislocated his shoulder again. And uh, they said they're going to put him back into that shoulder harness. Although I will say this. When he when he uh, dislocated his shoulder last year, and they put him in yeah, that harness the following week, he, really he ran for like two hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, he didn't get when he got his shoulder. Although you know, it's funny. The um, speaking of shoulder injuries, DeAndre Swift, superstar running back for Detroit Lions, uh, he has a shoulder injury, and he could. And Dan Campbell, head coach, uh, mentioned that he could be held out through the team's week six by saying that a couple weeks could do him good. They should just share. Like Dalvin should let DeAndre Swift know what kind of shoulder harness he's wearing. Get him back out there. Yeah, let him know who made that man. It was, was top tier shoulder harness that he's got, so you know it'll work. Yeah, uh, Joe Mixon, Bengals running back, uh, should be good to go for Thursday's game against the Dolphins. But just keep in mind, he did hurt that ankle during the game. It's going to be a short turnaround going to the Thursday night game against the Dolphins. He couldn't even finish the game. Samaj P. Ryan ended up handling all of the touches in the fourth quarter. So just uh, keep an eye on that. Yeah, he didn't look that good before he left either. I wonder if there's more to it. But yeah, definitely keep an eye on it. It's a Thursday night game, so get a pivot ready now. You know, mm-hmm. take him out of your flex. Yes. Not that, not that you, you know, have so Joe Mixon in your flex, but if you do. I mean, we. it seems to get brought up every week, but I don't and, – and I still see it happening in games I play in. Like, I'll be playing an opponent – and they'll play like whoever's playing on the Thursday night game as their flex. And I'm like, dude, you just shot like you just fucked yourself for the rest of the week just in case something happens, you know, because like like 
everyone thought I, I, I was hoping Keenan Allen was going to play on Sunday, but I moved him from my wide receiver slot to my flex slot. And then when it turned out he wasn't going to play, you know, I get it. I, I think if you're in a situation, situation like that, like certainly you have to, but I've played Thursday night players in flexes where I know that these are the guys I'm going to start. And if I need to pivot, I have pivot options in the positions available. It's really depends upon what your pivot options are too, but I've seen it happen too, where people don't do it in situations where they should have. And it sometimes it impacts you and sometimes it doesn't. It's just better to be mm-hmm. on the safe side in that, in that instance. Yeah. Uh, quarterback, Mac Jones, New England Patriots. He suffered a pretty severe high ankle sprain against the Ravens. Um, they have, they have reasons to believe that it's not going to be like a season ending surgery or um, injury. It looked pretty nasty. Brian Hoyer is going to be the, the fill in quarterback, assuming Jones can't play. But, uh, I guess I just, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We both laughed pre-show cause it's like Hoyer still Hoyer's the backup. I didn't even know you're still in the league, but yeah, it's, it's not going to be good. They'll probably just try to run the ball even more, but it, even that might get stuffed. I don't know. New England's going to be a tough one going forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael Thomas, wide receiver for the New, uh, New Orleans Saints. Uh, toe injuries is believed to not be serious, and Jarvis Landry, wide receiver for the Saints, had a foot injury that they believe is not being serious. So keep an eye on that all practice week. Um, yeah. Uh, Zach Wilson, yeah. quarterback for the Jets. Uh, head coach Robert Sala said that he's expecting Zach Wilson to return in week four. And the biggest news, the NFL is replacing the Pro Bowl with a week-long skills competition and flag football games. So we're reverting back. Although, you know what, though? they couple you know, more the, pieces here. The, Sterling oh. Shepard just left on a cart. Um, oh, yeah. So that happened. Not that that was that big, but he, he could have been on your roster if, if you had a deep league. And um, what's his name? Miles Garrett. It was in a car accident. I don't know. They have not released a whole lot on how bad it was. The, they're saying he's supposed to be released from the hospital tonight. So yeah, but th- he could still have an injury that we don't know about. Um, True. It depends. But keep an eye on that. Not for, not for defenses. But if you're playing somebody against them and you're worried about your quarterback going against Miles Garrett, you might not have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll do it for news. You know, it's funny the Pro Bowl thing that made me. The Pro Bowl was cool when we were kids, man. Now, granted, this we you know we grew up pre-internet, so it was kind of cool to get to see all your favorite players in one game. But like, it actually like meant something in the old days. Like, I mean, unless I'm just an old man yelling at clouds. I I don't know. I guess if you have to go back and watch one, right, to see how it is, and I haven't done that, but I feel the same way. But I I also don't know. I know if you watch the Pro Bowl now, they're not even trying. They're half-assed running around, and I. Don't remember it being like that. Oh yeah, Sterling Shepard's done, dude. He fell. Oh yeah, down no, he's toast. On a break. Yeah, yeah, he didn't even get touched. Um, but like they're doing a flag football game. I can care less about that. The skills competition. I feel like it'd be funner to be one of those things that you go to than to watch. Well, that's the thing. Like watching a quarterback just try to throw it into a fucking net. That's boring to watch on TV. Um, hit a moving target. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember like, like back, I think it was like 1998 or 97, some shit like that. And it was like the, the pro bowl quarterback year. And it was like drew Bledsoe, Brett Favre, John Elway, Steve young. 
couple other guys, and they were doing like a quarterback skills passing competition. Despite such of the big names, it was boring as shit because they're like throwing it like golf carts and you know, hitting cones off of things. It's like watching the combine. The combine's yeah, a little I, more exciting, even because it's like, oh, who's this up and coming guy I've never heard about? But the Pro Bowl, I, like you heard of everybody. I like the combine more just because sometimes it's fun watching these uh, these beautiful men run naked in their underwear and and do stuff just to see the athleticism some of these guys have, and it's always fun watching the people like That's fair. like like Be they naked. they just watch like all like the people freaking out over like. Kenny Pickett's hands are so little, you know, and that kind of shit. Yeah, that's true. But. All right, well, that's going to do it for news. So let's get into everybody's favorite segment, Pinks and Stinks of the Week. Got your pinks, that delicious beautifulness that everybody loves and has a good old time with. Then you have your stinks where it felt good putting it in, but when you come out, it just made everything a mess. So, Fish, why don't you get us started off with your uh, your your pink of the week? Yeah, I'll start us off with our so far season long number one quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Um, he only passed twenty eight nine times, completed eighteen receptions, but for two hundred eighteen yards, four touchdowns. And as Lamar Jackson does, he ran the ball eleven times for one hundred seven yards and another touchdown. Second week in a row, scoring over forty five fantasy points. You, this guy really, he was what going as the fifth or sixth quarterback, people were worried that he lost um, Hollywood Brown, and he's picking up right where he left off, mostly on the ground, but he got it done through the air. He's so far got 10 touchdown pa- passing touchdowns. Uh, I have a fun stat here, fun fact that I know Rome, Rome loves a good fun fact, but Lamar Jackson has more total touchdowns, 12, which is 12, than uh, I think it was it one, two, three, four, five. He has more total touchdowns by himself than 30 of the 32 NFL teams. And remember, he plays for one of them. So there's only one team in the NFL that has more total touchdowns than Lamar Jackson does individually in the NFL right now. That's fucking wild. Was it the Dolphins? No, he has more touchdowns than the Dolphins. I don't even know who it is now that I'm looking at this list. Probably the Bills. Probably. But that's fucking crazy. (laughs) Like... So this this man, you know, the way he's playing right now, like he's got to be he's got to be the front runner for the fucking uh um for an MVP. MVP. Yeah. I mean, it's be. early still, but like he's doing so damn good. And do you know he's throwing the ball kind of the same as we expected, like not a whole lot of pass attempts, but like he's getting it in the end zone. He's not making as many poor decisions as he was in the past. Mm-hmm. All right, my uh, my pink my quarterback pink of the week is going to be another similar style quarterback. He he's the poor man's version of Lamar Jackson. Was Jalen Hurts um, finally threw some passing touchdowns? But he was twenty two of thirty five for three forty and three touchdowns. He only had to run nine times for twenty yards. But that you know they absolutely like kicked the dick in of uh, the Washington Bullfrogs and uh, yeah, the Bullfrogs got fucking. Knocked that right was, off their lily pad, dude. That was a horrible fucking game. There's actually, you know, it's funny. I got another fun stat right here. Um, I don't know what at one point in time uh, in the game this was, 
It was towards the end of the game, but that's for sure. So they had this graphic up that the Eagles had 323 passing yards and the and the commanders had minus one. <laughs> so <laughs> surprising. They looked bad. The whole dude, they sacked team. him nine times. <laughs> it's yeah. like, Jesus, like, leave that poor man alone. They said they're coming for him. They put a billboard up and shit. I saw it on Twitter. Like the the only people that that Philadelphia hates Wentz the most. The second people that hate him the most are the commander's offensive line. Just like yeah, they're like fuck showing him no love. Uh, go ahead and give us your running Sam back. Uh, your running back pink of the week. Yeah, my running back pink of the week. And uh, special announcement. I'm uh, sad that Rome's not here to to uh, hear this, but me and Hunter Renfro have dun, broken dun, dun, dun. up, and my boyfriend. Rushed 17 times for 100 yards and a touchdown. Not the greatest game. Three receptions for 16 yards. But against a defense where you didn't really expect it, and that's James Robinson. Um, mm. We're dating now, buddy. I love me some I J-Rob. love it. Look at that. Uh, uh, like, he's making Facebook official and everything. Like, you would remove your relationship status with Hunter Renfro and switch it to James Robinson. <laughs> yeah. Just in one day, too. It wasn't even, like, a period to, to mourn or anything. That reminds me of like, it's like high school, like you're dating a girl and she breaks up with you because, you know, you ride a bike, but all of a sudden this other boy has a car. So you're like, well, fuck, like, I don't even have a driver's license yet. She's like, nah, this dude drives. You're like, bitch, (laughs) I still got my learner's permit. What do you want from me? Yeah. Um, My running back pink of the week. It's going to be Jamal Williams, man. He, like I said, like at the beginning of the show, Jamal Williams, he's the running back six on the year, but man, 20 carries for 87 yards and had two rushing touchdowns. He had two catches for an additional 20 yards, but this man is absolutely tearing it up for some reason. Um, we were also talking about this pre-show when we get to waivers uh, uh, later in the episode, we'll bring him up again. But, you know, if De- like, especially the running back position, if, if a running back is rostered in 100% of leagues, their handcuff backup should be rostered in 100% of leagues. I mean, unless you're in some stupid bullshit, like, eight man league or like a 10 team league with like, you know, four bench spots or something. But I mean, Jamal yeah. Williams, he should be rostered 100% of leagues. He's not, but you know, fucking get on that. Yeah. It's just even better for you. If he's not. Yeah. All right, fish. Give I, us a wide I'm not receiver. In any of those damn leagues, unfortunately. Yeah. Wide receiver. And this guy is going to tailor with your QB here. Devonte Smith, eight receptions on 12 targets, 169 yards and a touchdown. I don't remember exactly, but I think most of his 169 yards were in the first quarter. Dude, he was tearing he it had, up. I think yeah. he had like a like a hundred yard first quarter. Um, Devontae Smith is a player that I was kind of concerned about with AJ Brown coming in. In his first game, he had a goose egg, but after that, seven to seven, now tw- eight out of twelve, he's getting targets. He's catching the ball. You know, he, like he had the one weird week against Detroit, but I think he'll be right on track. He's playing Jacksonville and Arizona next week. I think he's going to be good for probably until their bye week because he plays Dallas after that. Yeah, but I mean, with Philadelphia, with, with as efficient as they've been, I just think that there's because AJ Brown saw a great game, went five for 85 and a touchdown. So, well, like you I know, said, they blew him out of the water. It wasn't like correct. a close game. Correct. But still, like, you know, they're so efficient in the running game with, you know, Hertz just running all over people. You know, Sanders is one of the better running backs in the league. Kenny Gainwell's a good spell back. But then, you know, who do you account for now? You got Dallas Goddard, who's, you know, a better pass catching tight end. And then you got, you know, Smith and fucking Brown running around. Someone's going to be, I could, you know, 
Yeah. I could really see Devontae Smith being this year's um, the Juju when Juju the was Juju? across from Antonio Brown. Mm-hmm. Like the Juju's best year because, like, when he was across from Brown, they were running the ball well in there in Pittsburgh. It's almost the same scenario, with, except now it's even worse because Philadelphia has a running quarterback also. Yeah. Uh, my wide receiver pink of the week. You're going to like this one, Fish. It's Chris Olave, man. 13 targets, nine catches, 147 yards. I mean, you know, we were talking about, it's funny, last week you we were talking about like A dot, you know, the average depth of target. But just, I mean, last week, I mean, we kind of joked about it, but, you know, he had 13 targets last week. We went five for 80. This last week against Carolina, he had 13 targets again, but this time he actually capitalized on it and had nine for 147. Then who knows, maybe with a banged up, um, Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry, you know, he's building that trust with Jameis Winston. Going to keep looking his way. And, and you know, Olave could be, you know, they Vegas had him as like a dark horse to win the, the rookie of the year. I mean, if he keeps putting up numbers like this, he very well could be on his way uh, to becoming the rookie of the year this year. Yeah, he certainly could. And they're targeting him a lot. As a Saints fan, I don't like the hyper-targeting on him. Um, just because a lot of those throws are – Kind of like shots in the dark, and there's deep balls. Mm-hmm. Like, but, but, it, and it's not working for the offense. But for fantasy, it's working great for a lot of me. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Now, who's a who's a tight end that gave you a good stiffy this week? Who who'd you love? I went deep 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 down there, and this guy only had two receptions, and I think he only might have had like ten yards. Jelani Woods, two touchdowns as well, though. Um, you know, he's a rookie. So I, I wouldn't play him or anything in the future, but he's someone to watch as a possible tight end who picks it up, picks it up going forward. Maybe this season, but maybe even more so in the future. Here, you know, he was a he was a top prospect at the position, and he showed us why. Some of those catches too, like just strong hands. Definitely a good, uh, definitely like a dynasty ad you might want to yeah. pick up, especially because you know, the team doesn't seem to be sold on Mo Ali Cox. Because, I mean, what's funny is, you know, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, if you got a taxi squad in Dynasty, this guy's a rookie, too. You could throw him on there for a year. You know, I, don't, I know you only get one year, but. You know, nobody, yeah. absolutely nobody played Jelani Woods. But, I mean, he's the prime example of what you want from your tight end. He had two catches, but he had two touchdowns. I mean, that's why, like, he's he's actually not my, my pink of the week for tight end. But, you know, Dallas Goddard, you, you know, you like to see him more involved, but. I mean, he did exactly what you want your tight end to do. He had four targets, went three for 26 with a touchdown. This is what Dawson Knox did last year, right? Yeah, yeah. If Jelani Woods could get a touchdown every game, which probably won't happen on that offense right now. But for this week, that shit, that shit was good. It's nice to see another pass-catching target there in Indianapolis. Although, for the record, I was so high on Dawson Knox last year. I think with uh, – just Stefan Diggs running all over everybody right now. Dawson Knox probably doesn't even need to be rostered, especially in season long leagues. But, um, Oh, for sure. That's besides the point. My, my actual tight end pink of the week, is Tyler Conklin. Um, I don't know how long it's going to last just because I don't know what the offense is going to look like when Zach Wilson comes back. But I mean, eight targets went eight catches for 84 yards. I mean, he's been sneaky good all year. You know, week one, four for 16 with a touchdown. Week two, six for forty. Uh, just yesterday, eight for eighty-four. But you know, he's 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 quietly the tight end four on the year in in uh, PPR leagues. In PPR, yeah. In ten and tight end ten standard leagues. Uh, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. It's it's a matter of what 
Zach Wilson does when he's back. Hopefully he's learned a little bit from watching this film on uh, his injury break here. I mean, spoiler alert, he's on our uh, waiver ads. But I will say this. Even before Zach Wilson comes in, I think you should pick him up. And then maybe week four or five or whenever Wilson decides that he can play again, throw him on your bench and just wait to see what happens. Cause you know, you, you might not get an opportunity to pick him up ever again for free. So yeah, fair yeah. point. Well, um, we're actually doing pretty good. Let's talk about some of these bonus pinks that, uh, actually, yeah, no, let's do our stinks. Oh yeah. No, we'll, yeah, no, we'll do some bonuses. That's fine. Uh, we can just touch on them quick too. Cause it, there's some good players here. Um, yeah. this one's going to be on the, the waivers as well. But Khalil Herbert, once uh, Montgomery went down, he had 20 carries, 157 yards, two touchdowns. And he tacked in two receptions for 12 yards. That's pretty awesome. This is why you say if you got a running back 100% rostered, you want the backup because the backup typically will fill in with a pretty close to equal volume at the starter. You may not get the exact same amount of carry. You know, if Derrick Henry goes down, maybe the backup doesn't get 25 carries. But if they still get 20 and are producing, then they're players you want. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, go ahead. Do you want to hit on one? Yeah. You know what? I'll talk about this guy. Cause we were talking about pre-show, but Mac Hollins wide receiver for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders. He had a massive game, eight catches for one fifty eight and a touchdown on 10 targets. Um, we were talking about adding him to our possible waiver ads, but we both agreed. Probably not. We think this might've been just one of those like, fluky things because everybody's hurt and there's just so many fucking mouths to feed uh, especially because hollins hasn't really done much prior to i'm bringing up his stat line right now right he reminds me of kj osborne from last year like there's going to be these games that are huge but they're going to be impossible to predict yeah he also had one pass for four yards (laughs) yeah so in week so week one he went one catch for 16 yards then week two you know, uh, uh, Renfro got hurt five for 66. So it's like, okay. So it looks like he's looking his way. Then he had the big week. Now, if he does it again against Denver, then it's like, okay, Mac Hollins is potentially legit. You should at least pick him up. I mean, who knows if you have Sterling Shepard on your roster and you know, he's probably going to be done the rest of the year. Mac Hollins might be worth picking up, but I don't know. I, I, yeah, somebody, a little bit somebody, on Mac Hollins. I'd, I'm with you. I want to wait one more week. It's really, I want to see how he's used once Renfro's back because I do think they might start using him more and start working him in, but how, how much is the question? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one other guy here that I wanted to touch on, there's actually two people kind of in the same scenario where people kind of worried about him. And the first one here, Kyle Pitts, five receptions on eight targets for 87 yards. So the targets finally went up when they targeted him. He produced as you expect. And I think that, that, it just shows, like, you know, don't panic in the first two weeks. Your guys can turn it around. And prime example of it. The other guy's prime example, I'll just go over him real quick. Derrick Henry, 20 carries, 85 yards, and a touchdown. Oddly enough, five receptions on six targets for 58 yards. They're trying to involve him more in the passing game, too, which really just increases his upside. I think Derrick Henry's going to be just fine. Derrick Henry could have easily have had a second touchdown though, because uh, Ryan Tannehill had the one yard QB sneak touchdown, which ninety nine percent of the time that's a handoff to Derrick Henry, and that man's unstoppable. But I actually did watch a bit of that game, 
And it was surprising to see um, him just so involved in the passing game. I was like, damn, man, like they're actually like legit, like looking for him and throwing to him and stuff yeah. like that. So so that that was fun to see. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, okay, so uh, with with the good comes the bad. And like we said, we got your had your wonderful pinks. It felt so great. It was warm and delicious and wonderful. But then every now and then, you know, you put it in. It felt great. You were excited about it. And then, like I said, you, you pull it out and it looks like a kill room in Dexter. So who just took an absolute shit all over your roster this week? So, Fish, why don't you get us started with uh, some stinky? Yeah. I'll start off at the quarterback here, and this one's not surprising. There was an injury. It's to a – the reason I say it's not surprising is Buffalo's defense is solid. He got injured. You know, he passed 18 times, 13 completions, 186 yards, and a touchdown. The reason I put him here really is because so many people raced to grab him off the waiver wires, and this was probably a poor time to start him. Now, that said, he plays the Bengals, the Jets, and then – the Vikings, Steelers, Lions, Bears are his next games. So you probably should have grabbed him last week. I'm not saying to get rid of him by any means, but it's just a bummer. You ran out to grab that guy, and you may possibly start him against Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but keep an eye on him, though, with the quote-unquote back and ankle injury, which I still think he got his head fucking knocked, but still. Uh, my quarterback stink of the week is Russell Wilson, man. They paid him like fucking like $250 million, whatever the fuck they paid him to go 20 of 33 for 184 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, carried the ball six times for 17 yards, and a fucking like limp dicked victory to beat the fucking. That was... God, that game was awful. That was <laughs> last one of the... night. I, I watched that because my wife's a Broncos fan. I watched that whole game, and good God. I. I... I would rather watch my nephew play Pop Warner football. <laughs> like it was, it was just atrocious, dude. Denver is just looking like a mess, like a complete mess. Their defense yeah. is pretty good. That's that's what only thing keeping them somewhat close in these games. It's just crazy because the the Raiders are the only team that's zero and three in the NFL. But I don't even think they're the worst team in the AFC West. Yeah, I mean, it's probably the Chargers, which breaks my heart. <laughs> but, like, goddamn Denver. Like, you know, we were so excited with the Russell Wilson uh, deal there because we were talking about how, like, you know, they were a good quarterback away with all those weapons they have from being a a, a superstar team. But all they do is they just remind me of uh, the fucking Brock Osweiler, Peyton Manning, Super Bowl champion Denver Broncos where they just they got carried by their defense, and that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I agree. It's it's a weird division because they're supposed to, everybody. All these teams were supposed to be good, and then none of them really are. I mean, Kansas City's still pretty good, but they just lost to the fucking Colts. Right? They lost they the Colts. That yeah. No one you know, picked like, the Colts to win that game. Yeah. P- people who live in Indianapolis didn't even pick the Colts to win that game. <laughs> right. So it is a weird division. My next. All right, uh, who's a running back that? Uh, yeah, the stink here. And this is another one of a guy got injured, but Joe Mixon, and I like I said, I understand he got hurt, but before he got hurt, 12 carries, 24 yards. He averaged two yards a carry. Um, got three receptions on seven targets for 14 yards. They're playing Thursday night. I don't know if he'll be if he'll be playing there, but so I I watched some of this game, not all of it. 
but Joe Mixon just doesn't really look right. You know, he's barely averaging three yards a carry. The offensive line isn't helping anybody there. And I don't know, it's concerning mm-hmm. me. I it was is. really high on him. I it thought is. he was I mean, great. Yeah, well, I mean, you draft, he was like a top, what, six running back drafted or whatever. So, you know, to just go out and just shit the bed, it's just, I don't know that, but the offense itself seems kind of out of sync. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe, I don't know. All right, my uh, running back stink yep. of the week, which the stat line's kind of misleading, but it's more just a disappointing thing, was Alvin Kamara. He did play hurt. You know, there was rumors that he might not play this week because he missed last week. But 15 carries, which is awesome, but only 61 yards, two catches for 12 yards, but he did have seven targets. So, I mean, the opportunity is still there. It's still 100% his backfield, but just disappointing because, you know, you drafted him at the end of the first, second round, something like that, and you've had two games from him, and none of them have been that good. Even his week one wasn't very good. So, um, And it's killing me because I have Alvin Kamara in a league, and I can't really bench him. But it's fucking me up because I can't bench him. (laughs) You can't bench him and you can't not play him really. And you can't trade him. Like it's 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 not that good. I got him in our home league along with DeAndre Swift, so I'm really in trouble. But um I agree. I mean I don't want to say he looks bad behind the line, but he looks indecisive. He stands behind the line and shuffles his feet and then goes for a yard and a half or two yards because there's nowhere to go. I don't necessarily think it's his fault, but it just looks indecisive. And Ingram is kind of running with more authority in New Orleans right now, but he fumbles the ball. So it's like, what the hell? They need, they need to go back to what made Kamara great, which was getting him into the open field, like getting him into space. Cause like, like once he's like, if he's on like one-on-one, if he's out in the open field, no one can touch him. No one can stop him. He's explosive speed. He's so shifty mm-hmm. and quick. But you know yeah, he's not really a power back. For him. No, yeah, he's not. He's and do like no, and like stop trying to have him run through like the a gap. He needs to bounce it outside and just see what's a, you know and take whatever lanes open. But yeah, give I don't know. We'll see. Freaking outside runs. I agree. All right, next here, my receiver, Gabe Davis. Now everybody is super high on Gabe da- Gabe Davis. He had a really good week one. Three receptions on six targets for 37 yards. He caught half his balls. You know, he averaged 10 yards a target, just over 10 yards a target, which is nice. But this is a game where they needed him, and it he didn't really do shit. Like, a lot of people drafted this guy as their wide receiver too, and it's starting to look like it might not be very consistent. And that's kind of concerning. I'm, I'd still fire him up, throw him out there, the high-powered offense. I'm not super concerned yet, but it's just kind of – Kind of a bummer from someone that, you know, everybody jumped on the hype train. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hype train, my uh, wide receiver stink of the week, Justin Jefferson, man, two weeks in a row, just absolute duds. Uh, this week, three catches for 14 yards on six targets. You know, fucking brutal. I mean, at least last week he had 12 targets, so you like that. But, I mean, in a game where K.J. Osborne went off for five for 73 and a touchdown, fucking Adam Thielen, six for 61 and a touchdown. I mean, Detroit, I guess they just did a good job of just shadowing and blanketing Jefferson. But, I mean, uh, who was it? Um, ah, fuck, what's his name? Fucking Mar- Marcus Valdez-Scantling had a better game <laughs> than him. Uh, Ashton yeah, Doolin had, had almost... A game. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so I mean, like, you can just pick up any old fucking name. Darnell Mooney had a better game than Justin Jefferson. Oh, so shit, it's just Darnell like Mooney on purpose. Yeah, I know. That, Dar- you know what's funny? Uh, uh, man, I'll, I'll get to him. Go ahead and do your tight end stink. Okay. Yeah, I'll get into that, but I'll agree with Justin Jefferson. I picked the Lions to win, and I was so excited that they might actually win. I was like, hell yeah, I picked him as a – they probably won't win, but they might, and then that KJ Osborne touchdown. Anyways, um, my tight end stink of the week, you know, one of, the, one of these top tight ends that got picked, Darren Waller, three receptions on five targets for 22 yards. You know, this has been a long time now removed since Darren Waller being super excellent. You know, like I don't remember where he finished last year, but he missed time last year. Now he's just not getting super involved. It's another player, kind of like Kamara. Like you, well, not necessarily like Kamara, but like you want to see this guy involved more than five targets. It's, mm-hmm. it's something that you pick this guy to start. You have to play him, and you, you kind of need more production than than that. Yeah, and then uh, my tight end stink of the week is Cole Komet. I know it kind of it's kind of obvious, but you know three targets, but two for forty. And then I'm gonna just throw Darnell Mooney in there too, man. Six targets, two for twenty three. Fucking Justin Fields, I mean, he got hurt, but eight for he only threw 17 passes again. Eight for 17, 106 yards, two picks. Like, honestly, like, the talent is is through the roof with Mooney, but in a game against Houston that's not particularly good, I mean, if you have to drop Mooney, I totally get it, and I, and I absolutely would. But, I mean, like, I think Mooney just has to sit on your bench forever and – Cole Komet can go right back to the waiver wire and I wouldn't even look even if even if Komet has like a game where he goes five for 50 and a touchdown I probably still wouldn't pick like rush to pick him up off the waiver wire like it's just they're not passing enough in Chicago for some reason I was just gonna say that if you get 25% target share in that offense you get five targets yeah 25% of 17 passes (laughs) yeah that's less than five you know four point something but I don't want a receiver on my team who's getting less than I would prefer like seven to 10 for most receivers, unless it's like your wide receiver three, but five targets where you pick Mooney, it's not going to get it done. Like sure. He could catch one of them for 60 yard touchdown, but like you need more opportunity at that position. I'm with you. Like, what do you do? Do you, I think you just bench stash him also, unless you can package him with something else and trade him away. You'd have to pack. Like, I think in our home league, I'm going to just drop Mooney, let someone else fucking fall on that grenade. Just let, let him clog up someone's roster instead. Cause like yeah. right now I have uh Keenan Allen and Jacoby Myers in my IR spot and I'll fucking, I'll drop Mooney so I can move those guys back. You know, like fuck them. I, yeah. I don't want them. It's, it's definitely so bad news. You know what? My my feelings are hurt. L- let's just talk about some waivers. Actually, no. You know, what? there's a couple more stinks you want to bring up. Um, I'll touch on this one. This first one here, Tom Brady, man, 30, 31 to forty two for two hundred seventy one yards and a touchdown. He was like the fourth through seventh quarterback drafted, and I, if you if it wasn't if his name wasn't Tom Brady, you wouldn't roster him in fantasy. Period. You're like, dude, fuck this guy. He sucks. But yeah, because he's Tom Brady, was that? I said you probably cut him. I have him yeah. in our home league, and I kept him. 
It it is tough. He threw forty two passes too. Like it wasn't like they were limiting him and running the ball a lot. Like he threw the ball a hell of a lot. True. True. Just and tough. I'll touch on I'll touch on the second one here. We could probably skip the other ones on here. But Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. It, was his game terrible? No, not at all. Twenty one carries, seventy one yards, three receptions on five targets for twenty yards. But this is the guy you drafted one oh one. And he's currently the quarterback or the running back eight in standard nine in PPR, just fine. But we're talking 25 points week one and then six and then 10. You need more of a player if you're drafting 101 and that's what you got. What you got. Uh, I think he'll be able to turn it around, but it's just, it's interesting there in Indianapolis. Something's off. Like, I don't really know what it is, but it doesn't seem. Too good. They were doing better with Carson Wentz. I don't think Matt Ryan's the problem. I think they got more problems than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's Matt Ryan does not look like he was the answer for the Colts. I, I think that's just where quarterbacks' careers go to die. You know, it's just could be. Know. Uh, so let's talk about some waiver pickups that you guys should look into. Fish, you compiled a nice little list there. So why don't you go ahead and give the people uh, who you think they should grab. Yeah, my first one, we're just going to touch on each position here like usual. So my first one's Trevor Lawrence. Um, just look at his numbers through the first three weeks. He's attempted 42 passes week one, com- only completed 24 with a touchdown interception. Pretty mediocre. But, you know, then 30 attempts, had 25 completions, two touchdowns. 39 attempts, 28 completions, three touchdowns. He's improving. He was improving last year. He's improving even more this year. They got a solid run game with ETN, who's also doing well, and my boyfriend. And, you know, next week they're playing Philadelphia. So what I would say is grab him now. Get ahead of that. Don't play him next week. But then you got Houston, Indianapolis, New York as your three games after that. Three nice, I want to say perfectly easy matchups, but three mm-hmm. nice matchups for him to really put a nice string together in the middle of the season for you. Absolutely. For quarterback. Oh, I did put one, but he's missing now. I actually put Jared Goff. Um, unless maybe I just forgot to add him, but he's still available in about 50% of leagues. He had a tough outing this week against uh, Minnesota, but I mean, he's still the quarterback like 10 on the year. And if, you know, better days are ahead for them, especially if uh, DeAndre Swift is hurt. You know, I, I think they might just circle back to just, hey, let's start fucking throwing the ball again. You know, Mon Ross St. Brown has just been an absolute stud this year. So, you know, I think Jared Goff, better days are ahead for him. So I, I would definitely keep rocking him out there. Yeah, I agree. And you know, Amon Ross is hurt part of this game, too. It's he's who I'm playing instead of Tom Brady for the time being until Tom Brady turns it around, which I think Tom Brady will turn it around. Um, mm-hmm. Next here's. Touch on some running backs. We got we got three on our lists. I got one, and then you got two. So I'll touch on mine. Then you can mm-hmm. hit your two real quick. Alexander sure. Madison. Um, he's available in about forty percent of leagues. Will Cook play probably? But if you want to grab him just in case, or especially if you're the Cook owner and you're a little unsure, or if news comes later, um, better to get him early than than miss out. Um, and plus, Cook could miss time in the future. This guy. Like I said, he's only 40% available, but he needs to be rostered in those 40% of leagues. So go ch- take yeah. a look and see if he's there. Well, like I said, we were just talking about it. If a superstar running back is owned in 100, 100% of leagues, 
then their direct handcuff backup should as well. So the running backs I'm bringing up, uh, Samaje P. Ryan backup to uh, Joe Mixon. Uh, P. Ryan finished the game for Mixon, who was hurt, and now you know, got a short week against Miami. You know, who knows if Mixon's going to play? P. Ryan's available in 94 percent of leagues. Now, I mean, maybe P. Ryan doesn't fall in that position of he should be 100 percent rostered, but grab him. <laughs> you know, if Mixon's going to be playing banged up all year, that's someone you're going to wish you had. And then another guy, you know, you loved him this week, Khalil Herbert. Uh, he's going to be the starter for the foreseeable future for the uh, Chicago Bears because uh, Montgomery, he got hurt pretty severely, I believe, and I think he's going to be out for a few weeks. He's available in 51% of leagues, which is funny because, like, you know, we always talk about how um, our home league is just full of fucking animals because all these guys are rostered in our leagues. Like, none of these guys are free agents, but you might be one of the yeah. lucky ones. Yeah, our home league sucks. I'm looking for backup running backs to fill in for Swift, and it's just – I might as well just roll out Chase Edmonds. There um, are no backup running backs to, in our league. One, yeah, <laughs> one thing to touch on with Khalil Herbert, too, is in the beginning of the season, a lot of people were saying, like, David Montgomery, maybe the coaching staff wants to move to Khalil Herbert. and if Herbert has this production the entire time Montgomery's out. I don't think Montgomery won't play, but Herbert will force his way into playing time and it'll be a two-headed backfield where you could still get flex appeal in certain games. Now, that said, Chicago's offense is pretty terrible. So take it with a grain of salt. But for somebody on the waivers, if you're trying to fill in for Montgomery, I think you'd be just fine. Absolutely. Next year, I'll touch on a receiver and um I'm not sure how he did because this guy played tonight, but no Brown. A lot of people are saying like Michael Gallup might take his role, and, and he very well might, but no Brown's kind of forced his way into playing time as well here. It'd be interesting to see how they use him when Gallup comes back. It'll be interesting to see how Gallup is when he comes back. Dallas always kind of seems to have this situation where there's one receiver who's doing good who's the odd man out. Last year it was Gallup. This year it may be Brown. But, you know, nine targets, five targets, seven targets. So your, your targets are where you want them. And he's caught five balls each game. Today he didn't have the best game. You know, five receptions for 54 yards. But as a basically a bench stash player to see how he does, especially when Dak comes back, if they're using him still when Dak comes back, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then uh... – Oh, yeah, then tight end. I got a tight end right here. Uh, Robert Tunyon. Um, not the greatest, sexiest tight end pickup out there in the world, but just with, with a lot of the uncertainty of the wide receivers for Green Bay, a lot of injuries there too. You know, Robert Tunyon, um, you know, fuck Aaron Rodgers loved him last year before he tore his ACL, but then just this last week, you know, six catches for 37 yards. We had seven targets, which I like. Um so I think Tunyon, you know, he's available in 71% of leagues. So I don't know. He might be worth just keeping an eye on. Yeah. And as Green Bay's kind of got their offense as it is, if Tunyon can start getting on fire a little bit, Aaron Rodgers is going to target him because they really need a playmaker. And, and Tunyon can be that. Yeah. Well, th- there was a game last year. He had like, what, three or four touchdowns in one game? Something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So. He did pretty good the year before, too, towards the end of the mm-hmm. season. Um, my tight end here is Tyler Conklin. Now, we don't know really what, how this is going to look when Wilson comes back. I don't. We don't want to say that he's going to be the same as when Wilson was 
or when uh, Flacco was thrown to him. But so far, he scored 10 points every week. You know, in that week one, he only had 16 reception yards, but he got into the end zone. Week two, he had 40. Last week, he had 84. He's over seven targets every game. He's playing more than 80% of snaps every game, so he's their tight end. If you, you know, tight end's a gross position in general. And if you got a guy that's stringing together some consistency and you're on the waivers and you're taking your player who's not stringing together consistency, like say you got a Cole Komet or something, might as well grab the guy who's a little more consistent. See if it sticks because it could very well fall off very quickly. Yeah, but. absolutely. So that's uh, that's your waivers. That's uh, your pinks and stinks of the week. Hopefully you guys won all your matchups. God knows I didn't do very well this week. Um, I'm pretty sure we also did pretty bad on pigskin pick them. So I'll, I'll go over all those numbers tonight, <laughs> but yeah, I'm bad at those, but I don't gamble. I just bet. I just do fantasy. So that's that, nice. That works. I'm sticking to that it. Works. <laughs> so that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, no listener questions. Cause it's, you know, we're already almost an hour and I'm tired. And I'm sure Fish is tired. He's coughing and dying over there right now. Yeah, I'm still on the tail end of being sick. Sucks. There you go. So. so thank you for listening, guys. We love you. Uh, show us some love on Twitter at Elthi- at Filthy F-Ball Show, at Big Rome FFF, at F Football Fish, Instagram, Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Send in your emails to Filthy Fantasy Football Show at gmail.com. And again, thank you so much for listening, guys. I love you. King Josh, Josh the King. I'll try to find a, I'll try to steal that little snip from another one. I think I muted myself because I clicked it. I must have already been muted or been unmuted. Oh, well. Are you still recording? Mm-hmm. Nice. I'll, I'll, I'll cut that out too. No, just leave, just leave it like that.